Ages passed in a world called Spanth. The land was ripped asunder and the ocean turned black in a cataclysm called the Marring. Boros survived, a land of long-lost magic, mythic beasts, and meddling gods. It is here we follow a tale, a tale of heroes, heroes we call... of Dragon Town. Hello and welcome to the Magic Quest Boys of Dragon Town. Yeah. An original Dungeons and Dragons adventure, now with 800% more crows. I am Jamie, your host and game master. Ooh. And yeah. to the video box to my right. Who are you, have... David? Yeah. How dare Who you are you? How did you get into this Zoom? Did you hack oh. your way in? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You know how to play DD? And to my left or right or wherever the fuck you are, Jared, who are you? I am Justice Donatello Whiskers, the Bjorn. Oh. Rodri Wilder Swordfins. Caroven Dornapple. Galavin Ormanis. And that's everybody. I know, I was rearranging my video windows and I got distracted because you can do that on Zoom now. It's fantastic. All right, and Jared, please hit us with that recap. Last time on MQB, down underneath the spire of violent destinies, in a once stinky cellar, but now smelling like cinnamon and sugar, Morrigan opened her cloak to reveal what everyone already guessed. She has no heart. In fact, she has nothing where her chest would normally be except for one burning candle. So, after an insult or two, Crobin shot her with an arrow, and from there, all-out madness ensued. Morrigan changed the candles in the room to create three sections in the basement, each with its own major disadvantage. Then, four candle golems melted into existence and started vomiting it up wax onto our heroes to slow them down, all to aid their mistress. Gallivan turned himself and Penn invisible, and then grabbed the orb. He told Penn to go forward with the plan and consult the fates while the others take care of Morrigan. Unfortunately, the gang is having a problem with even touching the hollow-chested Mother of Wax. Morgan brought her goat back, and after some attacks from Whiskers and Igor, the goat vanished again, probably to appear again soon. Crobin took out the black-lit chandelier, and Pete is working on the purple one. Rondry has hit Morgan, but was unsure if it actually hurt her. This truly has been quite the steamy battle, I must say, so if you did not listen, you should definitely go back and listen to that one. But as the battle rages on, you must be wondering to yourself, will the Quest Boys be able to stop this evil Candlekeeper, or will they die down here, only to be a forgotten memory? Find out now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So just some reminders. You all have, oh, yeah. except for uh, one of you, the one I forget, which right now, I think it's Crobin, uh, you guys have a minor blessing of Rodane that is basically one get-out-of-danger-free card. Two of us uh, for when it, I'm pretty sure. No, just one. Just, just one. Oh. And it was just you, Crobo. Just the taste. But it's just a taste. Everybody else still has theirs, and it is just for this battle. So use it whenever you feel like using it. So without further ado, we see the subterranean altar of the fates. We see candles in a chandelier hung high. Two chandeliers, one emitting an eldritch sinister purple glow. The other, closer to the entrance, in the entrance zone, emitting a sickly, putrid yellow 
the third chandelier, rope is cut and it has fallen to the ground and the candles extinguished once they hit the ground. What once was emitting a malevolent negative light, negative black light, now is just lit by regular candles coming from the dais at the far end of the altar zone. So right now, there is an eldritch purple light in the middle zone and a hazy yellow light in the entrance zone. And we have our heroes. We have Rondri, Wilner Swimfins, who is stuck with sticky wax in the yellow light of the entrance zone. A candle minion, candle wax golem on him. It's wick sticking out the top of its head, it's flame guttering. We have right nearby, it just across the way in the middle zone, we have Morrigan the Thrice Sworn, Arc Extractor. And right behind her, following right behind her, creeping up ever so creepily, we have our boy Crobin, following right behind her. And right behind him are two more candle golems. That's us. That's us. They're like flames on top of their heads, like give little flickers as they speak. And invisibly hanging out nearby is Galavit behind this large metal vat uh, that has a barrel-like cradle with a little stairway leading up to the top and a wooden paddle sticking out from the, the vat. And right up, flying up currently up to that middle chandelier is yeah. Pete the Pete Duck. The duck. <laughs> a homunculus that remembers all of the spire's secrets. And over by the altar zone. I just want to say with, not all of the spire secrets. Secrets. Not all the spire secrets. Yes. Know anything about this room? <laughs> not, no, no, no. This room is a secret, even to the spy, even to the uh, spire folk. Absolutely. But Whiskers is in the altar zone with one candle golem on him. He is stuck in some sticky wax. His new best friend Igor the Nothic is by his side. The the chandelier is not far from him on the ground. The one that has uh, that was taken down by Crobin Shuriken. And over on the dais, there is the body of Elijah, maybe Joa, possibly, laying there in front of a large portrait of the Candlekeepers themselves. We last left off on Crobin's turn, which makes it now Pete the Duck's turn. Pete the Duck is just gonna flap his way up to the central chandelier emitting the purple light if I'm not mistaken, and then... As he starts his turn, he must roll a charisma save. Poor guy. As I'm he sure he has really had charisma as a homunculus. I rolled a seven, so I got a five. <laughs> Excellent. Pete the Duck's critical failure window is now one through 10. What does Pete the Duck do as he feels like everything is going to go wrong around him? Um, he is stalwart, and he is going to flap his way up to the rope of the purple chandelier and give it a good old peck. I don't know if ducks peck. He, I think he's going to bite. Bite. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. Please roll it. Natural fucking 20, baby. No <laughs> Natural 20. Amazing. Critical yes. hit. All right, so, Pete. He doesn't dark. roll any dice, though. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it doesn't have any change on his damage. It is one bludgeoning damage on a hit. No, no, no. That definitely goes up to two bludgeoning damage for sure. MVP. 
MVP. Um, I believe it, it, the exact description on Pete's Pete the Duck's sheet says this is a quack attack. So Pete <laughs> begins mauling, <laughs> begins mauling the chandelier, the <laughs> rope holding it, uh, with a with a series of of uh, you know aggressive, feral even quacks. He begins mauling at it with his blunt bill, uh, and you see several strands start to ding, 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 peel away. Pete the Duck. You've done good this turn. About as good as you could do. And uh, literally as good as he could possibly do. <laughs> Is the P stand for Pete, Jared? Yeah, that was my MVP, Most valuable Pete. MVP TD. Most valuable Pete the Duck. That's what it'll Special say quest, on his tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, if that is all Pete the Duck gonna do, and I think it is, we're going to Gallivan, baby. Oh, okay. Gallivan, if you well, would please start by rolling that ple- that sweet, sweet charisma check. That's a Jack Bauer 24. Nice. Nice. Excellent. You are not affected by the ominous purple light. Um, you are great. hidden. Behind the barrel, you are invis. Not only are you invisible, but your 18 stealth roll from last game is yeah. still holding you well. Yeah, um, I'm going to get out the orb and touch it with my bare hands. Galavin, I'm gonna feel for it. You lay your hand on this glowing silvery orb. Well, it's invisible, but yeah. But you can see it. It's like, oh, if, you know, it's like trying to do something to you. you I, can see know, it. I know you can see all the stuff on your body when you're invisible. That's cool. Just you. You can just okay. see all the stuff on you. You can't see like invisible pen or anything. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. We, the audience, see you lay your hand on this orb. And you feel like a jolt of energy run through your fingers and then immediately become snuffed out. Huh. And you remember something, a legend they told you a long time ago about how half-elves cannot be put to sleep with magic. You lucky son of a bitch. That's Holy awesome. Holy shit. Wow. Awesome. Okay. What? Thank goodness none of us touched oh it. Oh my god. Um, well, all right. Uh, oh, fuck. I'm gonna go towards... Use my if that was an action, I'm gonna put it back no, in my. No, that's a free action. I'm gonna, like, I'm <laughs> gonna put it back in there, and then okay. go over to Elijah on the dais. Mm-hmm. On the dais. Yeah, you can reach. You can reach Elijah. Stel- as stealthily as I can. Still, if I can, if I need to roll a stealth check, I'll do that instead of like doing anything. You do need to roll a stealth check to okay. maneuver that way. Yes. Ooh, that is a ten. Doesn't invisibility give you advantage on stealth checks? Oh, it, it does. And you're blessed, and you're blessed. No, you're not. No. You're not. no. Okay, um, then that's a 19. Ooh. That's better. That's much better. Nice. You much very better. quietly make your way better over to the dais, <laughs> and, and you see, I don't believe I've ever really I'm fully described uh, what you've seen. Nobody's really taken a good look at uh, the altar that right. is there. Um, but as you get closer, you see the body of a young human resting on the altar. And circling the body on the dais, or on the altar even, uh, all around his body specifically, is a handful of sand, a dab of ink, and a writing quill from a black bird. You see that this individual laying here is young, early 20s, in a well-weathered dark green robe, human from the looks of it, but with skin, the deep black-blue violet of the night sky, with a speckling a speckling of grayish-white freckles that resemble stars across their nose and the front of their cheeks. Long, messy, dreaded black hair, 
a face of enthralling androgynous beauty, chiseled, chiseled of marble, yet feminine, a faint shadow of stubble, sublimely peaceful in their sleeping state. Holy shit. The stubble is sub sleeping? No, no, no. A faint shadow of stubble, <laughs> sublimely <laughs> peaceful <laughs> in their sleeping state. Uh, that's that's like something I would say. The stubble uh, is also uh, pretty sublimely peaceful. Um, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. I'm going to... Can I roll an arcana check to know anything about these elements that are around him? The Absolutely. Sand and the, I, I mean, I think sand is for sleep, right? I, I know I use that for sleep. Yes, um, yes. Um, but uh, I got a 12 on the arcana. With that roll, you can determine that these these uh, components that are in reagents that are kind of around this individual here, mm -hmm. they are the exact components needed for the dream spell, a spell needed to enter another's dream. And do I know as much that if I remove them or alter them in any way, that'll be impossible or what? Like, uh, you're not sure. Whatever, um, whatever, like spell. It seems like Morgan has kind of linked a permanent dream spell to this orb, the one that right. she said she needed to like disconnect from the orb last time. So right. you're not sure if doing anything to the reagents would have any effect. Okay. Um, can I touch the orb to him? Can yes, you do so. Him? Yeah. You touch it to him. Uh, you place it on... To them. On, to excuse they. me, to them. You, oh my gosh. You guys don't even know yet. They have to tell you. Um, and you place the orb on their body and nothing seems to happen. I'm just going to duck behind the dais. Behind the dais. All right. You duck behind and you, you hear... <laughs> You hear close by, uh, kind of a, a muttering under her, under uh, her breath. You hear like, like, "No, come on, come on, entreat, entreat!" And you can hear Pen is is clearly trying something to entreat the fates here that is not working. <laughs> okay. Next, Whiskers, it is your turn. You are stuck. So, but first, oh no, sorry, you are not in a light. So please roll a strength check to see if you can break free from. B, sticky wax. And I will do that, Jamie. But first, I I just got blasted with a fireball. So, oh, and the Ooh. chandelier just fell. So kind of like all this fear has been like dumped on top of me at once. But when the chandelier crashed, I think Whiskers kind of woke up from his fever dream. and In many ways, yeah. Yeah, he like wipes the sweat and tears and spittle from his face. And his fur is probably a little burned. And he looks up to Igor and he'll like stand up wobbly and he'll grab Igor by his dumb little face and look him in the eye and he's like Igor we must put fear aside my friend today is the day we stand up and fight and say fuck you to fear and now I will try and break free natural 20 yes, yes. Nice. god dang nice yeah you each power you jump up in the air, just like both feet straight up in the air and the wax just crumbles away beneath you. And you land in it solidly and stare at the candle uh, golem next to you. It's little flame kind of violently flickering at you. Ha ha! And I slap Igor on the ass and I say, go take care of Morgan. I'll take care of this candle-headed dingwat. And I will uh, slice at the dingwat. Slice away at that dingwat. 21. 21 hits. Seven damage. You 
like bring your sword down hard on this candle minion, slicing a wide gash right across its chest that just just buries itself deep in into it, basically taking out like half of its body as it gashes through it. It stand, it looks, it like looks down for a second with its waxy head and then looks up to you and uh, stares as much as it can, something without eyes, stares at you like, bring it on. Cool. And that is Whiskers' turn. And then Igor will, once Whiskers slaps him on the rear, he will just move towards Morgan. He sure will. He could make it all the way to Morgan. Then he will get there. He will get there. And he will claw her. <laughs> all right, roll the hit. Roll the claw. 13. Uh, Igor runs and like almost getting down on all fours and just like, like it really inspired by what you said, just starts taking off after uh, like ac across the room and enters the, the purple light and just tears his way across this room, rounds uh, the corner around the candle minion and then jumps up onto Morrigan and lets out with his claws viciously only to be repelled by some sort of magical shield around Morrigan as it as he is bounced back off of her magical force field. And that gets Morgan's attention. Oh no. Actually, before that happens, Morgan is going to use her boss action after Igor's turn, but it does get her attention, what Igor did, and she turns around, kind of just sees you there, Krobin, and looks at Igor with disgust and malice, and she raises her staff into the air, and like uh, before when a murder of crows apparated out of nowhere. Uh, again, just a swarm of crows shoot out of the head of her staff and take to the sky. And she goes, I am tired of you all hiding what is rightfully mine. And they are going to make a search check to find uh, the hidden folks in this room. They kind of they start just circling the room. They fly up by Pete Duck. They fly over by the altar room, uh, but they do not seem to land or find anybody successfully. Ooh. And she, but she pays them no mind and looks and uh, looks at completely disregarding uh, Igor, looks at him with disgust and looks to you, Krobin, and she uh, stares at you and she says, don't you see by attacking me, you're playing right into the fate's hand. I don't want to do this. I don't want to see any more chaos caused. This candle that they've given me is what makes me immortal. They gave me immortality in exchange for helping them. I have my own life's candle. My own fate is right here inside me and it cannot be snuffed by mortal hands. That is why all of this is futile. And as she does this, she holds out her left hand and a long blade made of shadows starts to solidify razor sharp in her left hand. And she levels it on at your chin, Crobin. And she goes, I don't want to do this. Please don't make me do this. And she is going to slash at you. I didn't make her do that. She did that. I didn't make her do that. Does a 23 hit? Yeah, 23 hits? Okay. <laughs> Why did she just whiff, like, intentionally? Oh, man, she, she didn't want to do it, though. You, you kind of forced her hand. This is very gaslighting-y. Krobin, you take 
totally. Six, as, as this razor sharp shadow sword slices through your being, you, you, you brace yourself for an impact, but there is no impact, at least not physically. As it cuts through you, you feel your heart and your head be, as if there is a, like an internal wound sliced through them. You take 16 points of psychic damage. Oh my Ouch. gosh. <laughs> and your feet, your knees kind of buckle underneath you and she stares down at you with eyes pleading. Um, let me just do a little math. I'm dead, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that might've been it. That was a lot. Uh, that was quite a few points. Eyes pleading, eh? Yeah, like she, she means it. She really doesn't want to be doing this to you all. Yeah, I bet. But you've really, uh, there are even tears start, her eyes are like welling with tears as she looks to you. Why can't you just leave us? Can't you just leave me? No. <laughs> exactly. And with that. You uh, decide your own fate. I would like to believe that. Uh, then what happens is the ravens uh, begin to encircle the room. They are going to continue their search as they are now a part of the initiative. Um, they continue to circle the room. There is now like a mad cawing sound that begins to just fill the tall cavernous cathedral-like chamber uh, to the point where it is, it is almost maddening, this just constant in your ears. And that combined with the putrid smell of these like greasy wax candles is, this is, you're being assaulted uh, in all of your senses nearly. Now, Crobin, it is the wax candle, one of the wax candles on you's turn, and it is going to attempt to attack you. Actually, it's going to try and encase you well, with the sticky wax. So again, it will kind of vomit forth this sticky wax onto your feet. And Whiskers, the one on you, will do the same. Gah! Actually, this one is probably going to vomit slippery wax at, the, uh, at your feet, Whiskers. <laughs> Crobin, the other candle golem is now going to barf up more sticky wax at your feet. Double sticky. You are just wax. you are double sticky waxed. Oh my god! All the way. At this point, you all put your hands to your your fingers to your temple as you all hear in your mind a voice that is not your own, almost probing into your mind. You hear a voice say, "If the thrice sworn candle is ever to go out, submit to slumber. Through dreams, the sleeper must be." Awoken. And you, it is followed by a flash of an empty meditation chamber with the door ajar and several black feathers drifting to the ground. A meditation chamber that you would recognize from the spire of whispering winds belonging to the prophet Virgil, the monk who hadn't left his I don't know if I would recognize it, dude. Decades. It was like 30 feet away. <laughs> You're pretty, but your eyesight's pretty good. You got at least 60 feet of normal vision. You did never get close to it though, which really weird. Uh, you should have, like, I don't know why you, you never did. We're back at the top of the round and Morrigan is going to use her lair action. Whiskers, you and probably you, Galvin, and probably everybody else is surprised when Morrigan lifts her 
staff into the air and pounds it down on the ground. And as it does, all of the candles in the chandelier, in the altar zone that were alight with negative light, alight with negative light again. No. No. You are stuck times two with sticky wax in the entrance zone. Please roll a check for the yellow light. Wait, the black light's back? Correct. Yeah. Please roll a wisdom saving throw, Rondri. That's going to be uh, 17, 18. The hazy yellow light has no effect on you. Please roll a... Don't roll anything. You haven't gotten any new sticky waxes, I don't think. Um, yeah, fuck. Uh, I gotta get out of that stuff, huh? That's an action to get out of, right? Uh, no, actually, to, to, basically, it's at the start of your turn. Actually, I think the one that was on you did vomit on you. Oh, no, I've already taken that into account. Yeah, um, so basically, it's a strength saving throw to try and break free. Oh, strength saving throw. Uh, that's going to be a 22 minus 1, 21. Very nice. You rip your feet up and you shake your arms off the sticky wax that was all over you restraining you. You are restrained no longer. I think you are still grappled. Yes, you are still grappled, but you are no longer restrained. Uh, guys, uh, do I shoot the things or they're coming back? What do I, uh, uh, and then I shock and grasp the golem on me again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hold it. Uh, that's, uh, four, that's a 19. That hits. Uh, that's going to be seven lightning damage. You stick your proton thrower or whatever the fuck you called it into the candle minion and sent lightning coruscating through the candle minion sending his little wick shaking and his wax splattering everywhere you want to do anything else little wick i like that <laughs> um <laughs> where is that little wick come here little wick come here boy he's dead right or no he is still standing staring okay. right at you with uh, his little wick and i'm still grappled you are. Your your feet are still a little stuck in the wax. Uh, yeah, that's my turn. That's it. And it is that candle golem's turn. So it is going to vomit more sticky wax on you. Blah. Blah. <laughs> very good. Very good, candle golem. It's what? It's a fun battle. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. Worth it. <laughs> Krobin, it is your turn. Oh, God. Um, you stand face to face with Morgan, the thrice sworn. Two uh, candle golems at your back. How, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Right on my back? Yeah. How far is it to the altar from here? And before you take shoulder. your turn, and before I answer that, oh. please roll a check for the ominous purple light, a charisma saving throw. 16. Excellent. The light has no effect on you. You are not stuck or anything. So what do you want to do? Are you sure? Because they waxed my feet. Oh, they waxed your feet. Uh, two, they did sticky wax your feet. Time. Two X time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to roll a strength saving throw. Oh, two dude. of them, actually. You fucking with me, dog. I'm not. All right, first one's a 19. Second one's an 11. You actually... Oh, oh hold up, hold up. I got a bless. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Remember work. the bless. Got to remember the bless. All right, so the second one is a 14. Excellent. Yeah, you shake off all of the, the wax that's on you. What, you what was your question? Huh? What was what? your question? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, what? Uh, sorry, the answer is... 
Um, horny. I am going to disengage. Oh, my question was, sorry, before I disengage, my question was, I look over my shoulder and how far is it to the altar from where I'm standing, please? Uh, from where you are standing, it is a little over your movement. It's a, it's a 40, 45 feet. Dude, that's not over my movement because I'm gonna disengage and then I'm gonna dash to the altar. You can make it there. Crobin is thinking of the thing that was in his head. He realizes that this... Oh, you are going to provoke two... Oh, no, you disengage. Fuck! I Damn it! Shit, I want you to die! No, I'm just kidding. Disengage! Uh, you disengage! Uh, sorry, I'm going to stop doing that thing now. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Maybe... I was hating it. Okay. I was hating it! So yes, I disengage because I like I, I stumble backwards after being slashed and crippled mentally by this thing. But this ringing in my ears keeps saying, "Wake the dreamer from the dream." And then I hear Crobin hears Morgan talking about how I would get stuck in the dream world if I ever touched the orb. And I scramble back. It was a while ago, but it was like 13 seconds ago in, in, in game time that's like forever ago uh, so i scramble it was two episodes ago so i scramble back <laughs> to the altar and i'm like where's the orb where's the orb and i grab elijah and i start shaking them trying to shake them awake and i'm just yelling where is it yeah the heavy sleeping body gives you no response its head just kind of jiggles on its neck. Um, that's my turn. A good turn indeed. Pete the Duck? Pete the Duck is quacking, dude. Quacking away at this rope holding up this shandy. Shandy Lear. Lear. Okay, please roll it. Oh, actually, there. please have him roll the, the check first for the purple light. Okay, well, can I use the roll I just rolled? I don't know if it's good enough, but sure, I rolled yeah. a 13. 13, yes, he succeeds. The light does not affect him. Attack roll. 14. Ooh, that's a hit. One, One damage. Quack damage. <laughs> nice. Quack. He's quacking away. Keep on quacking, as they say. Galavan. Oh, shit. Okay. Please roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. Um, that is a... Oh, eight. Excellent. With an eight... Galavan, you feel, with this like eerie negative light where ev- all the colors are inverted and everything's real freaky looking, you look around you and, and you feel incredibly frightened. You see Morrigan over there and she is just, through the light, a beacon of terror. You mm-hmm. are frightened and you take four necrotic damage and your maximum HP lowers by the same amount. Ow! Oh, um, I forgot what this one does. Oh boy. Ouch. So I can't move towards Morrigan? Uh, correct. All right. Well, then I'm trapped up here. Um, so I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to just whistle. I can't really whistle. Can someone do like a, no, like a, yeah. So I do that. No, no. Like just a little, like, like, hello, like look over here. And I'm just going to roll the orb, roll the orb on the, or like set the orb down. God, let him talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, I'm gonna just set the orb down. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I, had, I didn't do no, one. I, I had to I'm get not it. Gonna do it. I'm gonna take it I back. won't I'm, do it. Okay. Again. I promise I won't do it again. Um, I'm gonna set the orb down in Crobin's view, but behind the dais, behind the dais, and just do a little like, hello, like you know that that whistle that I can't do. Like, um, yeah. 
Hey, let me try. one. <laughs> yeah, like that. Cool. Uh, Got it. Fantastic. First perfect what you needed. Got it. Yeah. Got it in one. Uh, fantastic. Unfortunately, Krobin is screaming at a corpse and can't hear you. I'm just kidding. He can. He does. Um, and then, can I do like an arcana check to think about how she would entreat the fates? Please actually make a religion check. Ooh. Good. I have that too. I'm a noble. 22. It's different for every god. Uh, and for error for every power, um, mm. but it usually has something to do with their domain. They are candle keepers. It kind of stands to reason that it might be something involving candles. Uh, they gave you these eyeballs to entreat them. Very likely those are involved as well. Okay. Are there any candles nearby? There are actually. There are a large number of candles, uh, just like simple wax tallow candles on the steps leading up the dais, and then there are three large, about five foot tall black candles uh, that are against the back wall, right, uh, stationed right underneath the portrait, or right a little bit in front of, because they're so big. Those they're, big uh, black ones, those are the ones you're going to want to use. To yeah, probably. <laughs> three of them. Three big yeah. black candles. Solid um, and black, like they've never been lit. Great. I've got a tinderbox. Uh, can I light one of them in the middle? Absolutely. All right. And I'll whisper to Pen, Pen, I think we need to light these candles first. Oh my god, you scared the hell out of me. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, light the candles? Yeah? Is it you think yes, that's I, I think this is true. We we must light the candles and then entreat the fates for you. I was just yelling, I entreat you. I heard and, you. Right. Did, did, you don't think that's no? I, okay, I, okay, I, yeah, I, I can I can light the candles, yeah. Okay. I'll take this one. I'm okay. the one on the left. Okay, okay. I'll get the one on the uh, right. Okay. All right. Go. Go. Break. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> and you do that. And as that candle, you you use your action to light the candle, yeah? Yeah, yeah. As that candle gets lit, AF, uh, Morrigan's <laughs> head whips over towards the da dais, and she lets out a loud no! And it seems to uh, nice. be highly affected by what you've done. Okay. Whiskers, it's your turn. You are stuck. But first of all, please roll me a negative blacklight check and constitution saving throw. Oh, son of a horny boy! Less? 25. Oh, you didn't even 25. need 25. Yeah, you're good, my friend. Now roll a dexterity saving throw. Cool! 24, Jack Bauer. Oh my oh, goodness, Jack yeah. You, Bauer. Your feet are solid and this light has no effect on you. You have a candle golem on you. Golem is on the day, or uh, Krobin is on the dais. What do you do? I look around at things happening. How close is Morgan? Morgan is a about 30 feet over towards the entrance in the purple zone. Are all the enemies within 30 feet of me? Uh, No, there is one candle minion on Rondri who is just be out of your 30-foot reach. Cool. Then I palm what I think is the candle thing's face in front of me, and I'm just going to move him out of the way and move, like, 10 feet into the middle of the room so I can get everyone within 30 feet of me. Are you disengaging, or are you? No, is that not. just for flavor? Okay, cool. Um, it is going to make an attack on you. Totally can. An opportunity attack. <laughs> you do palm it. You palm it. You palm it so hard 
that it's uh, it's it, you like leave your paw like imprint just in its face, uh, and now it just has this big paw imprint in it, and it it doesn't it like swings impotently at you, and you make your way easily that, uh, by it. And I get to the center, and I say, I need to focus all this, and I say, Rodane, help me, and all of a sudden my eye lights up, brilliant white light, and there's like this implosion of noise, like it gets sucked into my eye and then explodes outwards in this bright white light. And everyone goes like blind for like a second, but all the enemies need to make a wisdom saving throw. Dope. Oh shit, every enemy? Every single enemy. (laughs) Also, are you in the purple zone or the black zone? I don't know, I moved 10 feet inwards to get everyone. You can be in either basically. You can get everybody in, in either. I'll stay in the black zone. Okay, all right. So what what happens if they fail this check? So I know. If they fail, they're un- unable to willingly move more than 30 feet away from me and they have disadvantage on attacks against everything other than me. Okay. So this will be the candle golem that was on you. And what, what number do they have to be? 13. Okay. Okay, that's a fail from the one on you. Success from one of the ones by Morrigan. Fail from the other one by Morrigan. And a fail from the one on Rondri. Yes. And a fail from Morrigan. Yes, that's what I wanted. Yeah. So oh. they, yeah. their vision comes back after the blinding white light, and I'm like shining brilliantly. It's like I'm the only thing that they can see. Nice. Bezos. Nice. Right on. Well done, man. Excellent turn. And I, it's Igor's turn now. Ooh. Igor will. I guess he'll move away from her because it didn't work, I guess. And he'll... Is there another another golem near there? Uh, there are two golems. One within melee range of Igor, another one just outside. Okay, he'll melee that one. Okay. Uh, 16. 16 is a hit, yes. Uh, he does eight slashing damage. Nice. Yeah, he carves into this golem hard. Excellent. And after his turn... Morrigan uh, stares at uh, her eyes, her white eyes glow as well uh, with this powerful, bright headlights-like intensity. And she raises her staff up into the air and it begins to glow with a fiery light. And the candle golems, wicks, flare up in kind. And all of the candle golems run to you, Whiskers and they surround you. Igor does get an attack of opportunity against the one that was on him, as well as the one on Rondri. Rondri, you can take an attack of opportunity on that one. Igor got an 11. Um, what did, Igor got an 11? Uh, that hits. Roll for damage, Igor. Six. Nice. Carves another chunk into it. Rondri? Uh, yeah, I'll use my dagger. Nice. Ugh. No, it's uh, good. Nine. Say what it is, it's good. You swing and it's just too fast for you. Dang. So this is a move, uh, this is an ability that they, the candle golems have that they have not used yet, for reasons you'll about be, you're all about to find out. Um, they all rush you, Whiskers, and their wicks begin to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then the fire from their wicks starts to work its way down into their waxy bodies. Oh God. And they run right at you, and they throw their self-immolating waxy bodies <laughs> oh, no. at you, Whiskers. 
Whiskers is like, all of these things just boom, 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 and their, their, their wax is somehow become flammable. So their whole, you see these four waxy, fiery figures just throw themselves at you. And you're going to need to make a series of dexterity saving throws, my friend. I imagine oh Whiskers just staring at them coming at him and his hands are like by his side. He's like, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> Three of them are a glow with purple light. One of them is a glow with negative light. Roll a dexterity saving throw for the first one. 20. Dirty. Yes. Dirt 20. Perfect. That is a success. You take half damage. You take five fire damage. Ah! Uh-oh. This is not... And it ex- and explodes as waxy, fiery waxes on you. Holy Roll another shit. one. Dex saving throw. 20-something. You take half damage. You take two fire damage from this one. Another dex saving throw for the third one. Yes! 25. You take three fire damage as you are like narrowly dodging all of these things just exploding Ah, ah. and and hot dripping greasy wax goes flying at you. Last dexterity saving throw for the last candle golem. 17. All right. You spin with your, do you have a shield? I forget. Yes. Is it out? Are you using it or using your two handed? No, it's out. Cool. You spin with your shield and the gavel both in combination as you've slightly, like you're just swiping away hot wax and they're trying to grab onto you and explode, but you beat them back with your sword and you bash them off with your shield and you are, you are burned a bit I'm by the scalding lot. hot no, wax. I'm burned a lot. You're nah, burned a lot? Okay. Nah. It could have been, you, you think to yourself, wow, this could have been much worse, but you dodged the majority of it. I think Whiskers thinks to himself, oh dear God, I'm on fire. And he's screaming in his head. How much damage did I take on the last one? Uh, the last one was four. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm very bad looking. Um, actually, I feel like he looks like crap, and there's burns and fire all over him, and yeah. I really hate to say this, but you need to make concentration checks. Oh, yeah. yeah, for all four of them. Also, Jamie has like this screen behind him and a lamp in front of his hand so when he's rolling the dice it looks like those old 1920s noir oh, shadow whoa, boxing right. things <laughs> oh that's awesome that's fucking dope i didn't realize that that's cool as shit uh we are, it's to see my dice that's what that light is for that's so funny we are no longer you... blessed the halos go away as whiskers is consumed by this wax and fire and that was her boss action so now it's morrigan's action and Whiskers, she is locked on you. She strides across the purple light confidently. I'm like barely and as able she marches to, towards I'm like you. Barely able to stand. I'm like on one knee. Yeah, you're like yeah, and you're like holding your sword weakly in one hand, and your shield's kind of like down at your side with the other. And, like, and she stares oh, sorry. straight in the eyes. And I'll stand up and meet her eyes. Yeah, and she walks towards you, this shadow blade in one hand, her staff in the other, and she says. You're not sure who she's saying it. She might even be saying it to herself or just to the room, to everybody or to the gods themselves. But she says, I see now. I was never the final stage of my mistress's plan. The Kronos was. They always were. I was just a pawn in their own designs. Another mortal tool to be used and then discarded. I don't know which one of you is the Kronos or even what part you will play in all this. But if you know that you are, you must heed my words. Do not do what you have come here to do. If you think it was your own plan, I promise you it was not. I don't want to do this. And then she thrusts her shadow blade straight at you, Whiskers. Because 
It is dim light. She rolls with advantage a dirty 20. Yeah. Okay. You brace yourself for impact, but feel none externally. Internally, your mind and heart and soul reels. You take 16 psychic damage as this blade cuts you straight to the core. And I think you guys see like blood come out of Whisker's eyes and ears as this blade goes into him and he just utters like a and then just falls down. Do not light those candles, I beg of you. I did not expect that to happen. Darn. It is the swarm of crows turn as they scan the room and she goes over there and they begin to search that area. What What area? Over there? The area by the altar. She points over by the altar. Sorry, I should have specified. Jamie's pointing, but, uh, you know, it doesn't translate well to audio, huh? Or to, <laughs> or to Zoom. <laughs> Where are you pointing, Jamie? You know, over there, behind my computer monitor. <laughs> guys, guys, come on. Your stealth, I believe, my good Galavin, was a 19. 19. These crows begin to encircle the altar, and then they begin to descend on you. They do not land on you, but they are flapping and cawing madly and just oh. flying in a circle right over you. Meanwhile, Penn grabs the flint and tinder from your hand and runs over to the candle on the right and strikes it up. And the candle lights up. It's got one of those flames like from Hocus Pocus. It's like a, it's like a, it's got an orange outline, but a black inner kind of flame. It's crazy. It's crazy. You gotta trust me, man. With that, at the top of the vat, the metal vat in the middle zone, a light with purple light, a black goat God damn poofs it. into existence and lets out a loud, long, victorious bleat. <laughs> it sounds a little something like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are back to the top of the round. It is Morrigan's lair action. Oh my God. And with this lair action, she brings her staff down on the ground with a loud clung and a metallic clang rings throughout this chamber as all of the chandelier's lights change to a negative black light. Ugh. Not fun. Yeah, that's Everything work, becomes man. very shitty in here. Very shitty, very scary. Inverted colors all over. Rondri, you are stuck in the entrance zone but please roll a constitution save for the negative black light. Oh, jeez. 13. The light has no effect on you, Rondri. Please roll a strength saving throw. See if you can break free. Dang. That was, uh... Oh, that's gonna be nice. That's a 17 minus 1, 16. You shake off the sticky wax. Uh, how far is Whiskers from me? He is just outside your run speed, your, your 25 feet of movement. He's right next to Morrigan, who is... You could reach Morrigan, but you couldn't quite reach Whiskers. Man, I know there's no rules for this, but I really want to get on Whiskers and cast Cure Wounds. Can I run and jump as a non-action and maybe get Fuck an yeah. extra five feet? Fuck yeah, I'll give you, I'll let you, I'll let you, I will let you roll an athletics or an acrobatics check to jump the extra feet. I'll uh, do the acrobatics. <laughs> Diving cure wounds, not so good. Uh, that's a that's a nat one. Uh, oh no! Oh, oh no! So a total of Rondry, three. 
Rondri, this inverted light is completely throwing you off. You, you, you like brace as fast as you can and just haul ass across this chamber and you come up behind Morrigan, seeing Whiskers' body underneath and you attempt to, using your acrobatics, slide under her legs to get to him. And you fall to the ground and you do not move. You just, you do not slide with all of your momentum behind you. You completely, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, you skid to a stop like Paul Blart. Uh, it's, it's a very good movie. If you haven't seen that movie, you have to go check it out. Paul Bart, Paul Cobb. And then watch the sequel. Paul Bart, Mark, Paul Cobb 2. Paul Bart, Mark, Cobb 2. Rondra, you are prone behind Morrigan. Yeah, and I'm out of movement. Um, fuck. I'm going to... You still have your action, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to Thunder Cannon um, the candle thing above the dais so that it doesn't hurt a lot of people. The, oh, you're gonna the chandelier. The chandelier. Oh, yeah. the chandelier. Got it. Oh, the, so that's the one. The one above the altar. The one is on the ground. You actually have Whiskers and Morrigan in between you and that chandelier. Oh, I can't target it. Whiskers' body is blocking it, unfortunately. Okay. Um, then I'll shoot the one in uh, in our zone. Okay. Pete Duck is is quacking away hard at that one, but you can uh, you can you can hit Take it without out. Pete Duck. You can hit it without hitting Pete Duck as long as you don't roll another nat one. Don't <laughs> do that face, David. Don't do that <laughs> face. You did not just shoot Pete Duck. Pete Duck is okay. I didn't shoot Pete Duck, but I did roll a two. Okay. Oh man. That's okay. It's not a nat one. So that's not a critical fail. So I will not make you shoot Pete Duck. Jesus Christ. But I almost shot Pete Duck. <laughs> you did. You were one away from shooting. And uh, what, what, what hey, Pete Duck, Duck is Duck challenge rating two, experience 450. So if you take him out, <laughs> you're doing us all a favor. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. How much health does Pete Duck have, uh, Five. Noah? Five. Got it. Cool. Killed him. How is he challenge rating two? That's what I want to know. But we'll talk Chick about him. it off air. Because knowledge is power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does this six hit? You blast oh, a huge sorry. colossal blast out of your thunder cannon it's up at the chandelier. It's super loud, by the way. Wink. It's super loud. Absolutely. Uh, it sends the chandelier, like the force of it, it sends the chandelier kind of wobbling back and forth uh, unsteadily. Um, but it does not seem to have hit it. And Pete the Duck lets out, lets out a like, hey man, be careful down there. <laughs> Uh, You're gonna take out a bill with that thing. <laughs> Bonus action reload. <laughs> Bonus action reload. Excellent. <laughs> and with that, we've got to end this episode, gang. Oh my Ooh. god. Oh Yikes. my. Are you kidding me, dude? I I'm not. Like my the producer. biggest goose in the pond for not using that freaking Rodane thing when I got hit. Oh, Dang. You are a big goose in the pond. I can't pond, believe I bro. did that. But who knows? Maybe you'll need it again. Oh, yeah, because well. I'm gonna get you back up, bud. Hopefully, bud. Thanks, bud. You'll need it again. We're fucked. That's true. This is going to be a long battle, hopefully. I mean, it's already there. That's true. It's, <laughs> it's like episodes. what? <laughs> Two episodes? Yeah, it's 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 there. We are that at... Uh, get ready for battle. six more. How many actors <laughs> are there in this combat? Uh, considerably less now that all the candle golems are dead, so. Nice. True. They killed themselves yeah. on me? They did. They self-immolated Idiot. and exploded <laughs> on me. <laughs> killed you. They pretty much killed you. <laughs> they took you down. I thought it was kind of cool that you went down by psychic damage after you got burned by fire. It's yeah. like, 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was cool. It was poetic. Poetic. Yeah. Very poetic. poetic. Justice. At the same time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> can I metagame for a second? Yeah, Now's the time for it. Dude, Krovin is back on Morrigan's side, man. She's fucking right. She was just trying to take fate into her own hands. I mean, she's not right about everything, but she's right. Like, we should we should get the fuck out of here. Fuck these fates. Fuck I mean, Virgil. She does fuck have a game. handle inside of her chest, though. She does. Dude, just because she's evil doesn't mean that what we're doing isn't wrong. That's true. Good point, Dash. Jack Nicholson is nodding as I say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a noise I imagine. Maybe. Everybody <laughs> in the Zoom just did Jack Nicholson nodding simultaneously. That <laughs> oh was the best moment of my life. Guys, if you donate to our Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash mqbd, we will make a gif of all of us on Zoom doing the Jack oh, Nicholson yeah, nodding totally. and send it to you. This is a Jamie promise. So you know it's for real. Um, and speaking of, well, that was kind of a little advanced. Let's 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 backtrack a little bit. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. First and foremost, holy shit, we love you guys. Thanks for sticking with us during all this uh, crazy shit. Workers. Yeah. Um, please, if you could just do us the tiniest, babiest, a little, little favor. wick of a favor. A little wick, a little wick favor, a little John Wick. Yeah. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you found it. Oh my God. It helps us reach new people and we just want to conquer the world. Is that so much to ask? Like, come on, you know, it'd be cool. Uh, And if you write us a review, we will give you a shout out. Uh, and we might name a character in the world after you. And if you do the Tell Two Friends Challenge, we might show up at your house and kiss you. And, and that is really gonna that's really gonna play better once the quarantine is over. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, personally. Um, so, like I said before, we do have a Ko-Fi website as well. Uh, the link is in the description and on any of our social media pages. If you are one of the incredibly amazing, generous people who would like to show us your thanks uh, in financial form, um, we love you. And here are some people who have shouted us out that we super duper love. Um, Dice Populi. This is another D and D podcast. Oh, they're great. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's cool, guys. If you're tired of listening to our podcast for the fourth time. Uh, give it one more listen, and then go check out Dice Popular. <laughs> um, no, seriously, they they do great stuff. They're really awesome. They give us a shout out on Twitter. Check them out because they're one of the they're one of the greats. I would say. Yeah, just ask Tamara. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, a long, she's cheating long time... on us with uh, Dice Popular. Oh, Dude, hey, no, we no, don't like to think she's about that. cheating on Dice Populi with Oh, us. we're the mistress. Yeah, that's real. Oh, we, like we are the mistress, 100%. I mean, if I remember right, mistress. I'm pretty sure she was a DP fan and then and was drawing a ton of DP art, and I'm sure she still is, and then she found us. Wait, can we not use the term 100%. DP? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with DP? What's wrong with DP, dog? I don't know, but I'll call them Dice Populi so that everybody gets the name. Yeah, Dice <laughs> Populi, Dice Populi. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for the shout out, guys. You are awesome. And someone else we love today is, oh my God, this name. Okay, this person wrote us a review on iTunes. Um, We really appreciate it. And it's going to be a real pleasure working your name into the podcast, Clint Ickler. Um, So, yes. Clint Ickler, I'm sure that's your real name. We just want to thank you. To to you and all the Ickler family, we hope you're all, you know, staying safe and healthy during these times. Uh, Is there a joke here that I'm not getting, or is it just a funny name? 
No, there's a name. Try saying it real fast in a mirror ten times and see who appears. Thank you, Eric Delon, for writing the music. Thank you, Sarah Pohl, for editing. Guys, our song is dead. We can't sing it over Zoom because, trust us, it's bullshit. So if you have a version of our song or any song that you wrote about us, uh, flattering or insulting or whatever, please send it to us and we'll put it at the end of our episodes. Um, yeah, and we would love that. So do it. Um, and to get it to us, please, you can email us uh, at magicquestboys at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at magicquestboys. Use our hashtag MQBD to get that conversation started, y'all. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next week to find Thank the you. exciting conclusion. It will have to be the conclusion, or I will just make it the conclusion because the, the, it's just going to have the spire crumble in on you guys. Goodbye, everybody. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.